Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What, Nam? Tottenham. Don't be a Clottenham. You want goals? Tottenham's got the... Tottenham, 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 Tottenham. I'm saying Tottenham very, very often. Hot shot, give them all you got. Let me make it plain. Tottenham are the kings. The kings of White Hart Lane. Tottenham, Tottenham. Hello, good evening, good day, good evening, wherever you're around the world. It's the Spurs Show's Top 10 Tottenham. We're back, and I'm delighted to have uh, my next guest with us. A man who, I think, only debuted. I'm appalled and shocked this man hadn't been on the Spurs show before this season. He's a beautiful man. Uh, Many, many great stories and anecdotes. I'm sure we're going to hear some today on Top 10 Tottenham. Please welcome Simon Raymond. How are you, Simon? I'm very well, sir. Very well. Looking forward to to diving in here. Although I have to say, t- ten was not easy. To it pick. is. Could've it is a, very hundred. No, it is very very tough. And what I love about this show is the same ones obviously will uh, crop up, and rightly so. But everyone has their different stories. What I love about yours, and we'll delve into why. There's a lot from the '90s where a lot of Spurs fans, apart from the key moments, kind of wash over the '90s. We have Rob White. He didn't have anything from the '90s. And what I want to ask you before, for those who don't know, you're uh, uh, well. You started out as, certainly as a musician. Uh, you were in uh, the very well-known uh, band, the Copto Twins. Now, was that presumably in the eighties? Work meant being on the road meant. I'm assuming you couldn't attend the amount of games you wanted to. So, give us a brief background to your Spurs supporting start. Why you became a Spurs fan, and then up to your professional, presumably you started around the sort of early 80s working, whereby I'm assuming that meant you couldn't get to as many games as you wanted to. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, I started off, uh, my first game uh, was, uh, I think, West Ham uh, with my dad when I was about seven. Um, so I would have been like 69. Right. Uh, so that was my first experience. My 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 dad, my dad's family, all Jewish, all lived in in North London, and their their family was very split 
his brothers and his brothers were were Arsenal. His sister was Tottenham, as you know, as a lot of families mm. uh, in North London were. So that's sort of how I became a Spurs fan. You know, my dad took me early, early age, um, and I suppose my sort of yeah, getting into it big time sort of started. Well, it started in the late seventies. I you know I was still following the team through through my dad's uh, interest. And then my dad died quite young. And I, you know, became sort of obsessed with punk rock in the in the late seventies when the Pistols came on on the scene. That was what sort of got me into music. Started making music throughout the uh, 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 late seventies and early eighties. And yeah, I obviously went to the cup finals and went to a few games here and then where I, when mm. I could afford it. But for the most part, you know, music was first during during the sort of certainly the early part of the eighties when my career was sort of taking off. I guess. Why I've probably picked more 90s? Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good question, I suppose, because the team was just, it was just such a turbulent period, wasn't it? Mm. We could get into it, but like the whole Venables thing, the, mm. the, the Venables sugar thing and the Spur magazine, that's when I said, you know, when yeah. a lot of Spurs fans of my age were starting to become quite sort of politicised, um, when Saturday comes, you know, that whole football fanzine mm. culture. Um, and I was at that point, you know, in my late 20s. So mm. I was sort of a bit more uh, able to kind of, focus on football and music rather than just music and then mm. when the band became more successful i suppose i i then actually had more time and more right. money <laughs> i see yeah because what's also interesting is that when we look at musicians and, and music we kind of go to that kind of sort of mid more more late 90s the whole sort of brit pop explosion mm. and obviously because of italian 90 football became trendy again you're looking at sort of early 80s football wasn't it was no, it not trendy. I mean, football really pre. I mean, it's bizarre to say because we're massive fans. But if you look at the bigger picture, football was not that popular uh, in, in in the eighties. Obviously, you know, it had awful things like Heisel and and, and Hillsborough and and things that, that sort of came on. But there was no, a lot right. of violence at football. It wasn't uh -huh. trendy. You know, now everyone, you know, whether they're big fans or not, will talk about their team and and whatever. It kind of wasn't apart when I mean, we both grew up in north london so you had your school rivalries but sort of teenage times i mean when you first got into music was there was it a big thing on the circuit and going to no, gigs or was I it mean, not really talked about no it wasn't really talked about exactly that it was almost like a sort of dirty secret do you know what i mean you couldn't <laughs> sort of you couldn't do an, an interview with the enemy in the in the late 80s and talk about your your you know your love of football because it, mm. it was just you know a bit of a dirty word i suppose because of all the the hooliganism and whatnot that there was in that time but um you know i mean even people like uh, mickey and um from lush and chris from lush you know we used to go together in the late 80s so we we would definitely into our music but just probably not telling too many people in the business about yeah. it Funny, isn't it? Very strange. Well, look, let, let's go to your first clip. And, and, and again, I mean, your first three uh, all come from the same season. And, and again, I must admit, I mean, this, the first the first one, I hadn't looked back at this game in a while. And I know uh, a lot of people talk about it. We've had many people, many players from this era talked about the conditions of the game and the wind and how <laughs> awful it all was. And the first oh, yeah. one, I mean, and this whole season, although you've gone for a different goal, this whole cup run was all about Paul Gascon. But your first clip is Blackpool away. Uh, I think it was the third round game. Blackpool away. Paul Stewart back at his old club. 
Blackpool yeah. scoring this goal. Let's listen to that Paul Stewart goal now. Oh, and it's come from Inica. Stewart! Paul Stewart! With a fairy tale return to his first club. So why did this one go in? This is quite an obscure one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to pick it. Obviously, this season was was pretty incredible for for a number of reasons, as you as you say, the, the sort of the Gaza Cup. Um, but this is definitely definitely one of the worst games of football you could ever imagine, <laughs> right? But we we were lucky to get out of there with a win. Um, I used to go home and away to to, to games in in whenever I could in this season with my friends, and. It was a horrible, horrible day, as you mentioned. Driving up there was disgusting. You know, traffic was a nightmare. Tackles flying in at, in the game. Get tackles that would be straight reds today. You know, didn't even get yellows back then. And the wind was changing direction like every five minutes. So you know, you, you'd think you've got it, and then I remember Lineker actually had a really uh, a terrible game. Um, Bluefield Road is one of those beautiful old grounds that probably hasn't changed much since it was built, you know, at the turn of the century. And it's, uh, it's right on the seafront. And, I mean, no joke, we were literally getting sprayed by the sea in, our, in the stands, in the away section. Uh, and the first half was, was, was very forgettable, for sure. And then early in the second half, we, we got a, a massive break when the ref blew uh, up for a foul, like a split second before their winger, I think his name was Rodwell, uh, he poked it past uh, Eric the Viking. Well, you couldn't say that now, could you? Eric Forsfed, of course, um, to give him his proper name. I've watched that game since, and it, it, it definitely wasn't a foul. So, so most likely we should have we should have been gone wow. down one nil there. But um, yeah, it, a, amazing comeback really for, for Spurs. Mabbott was, you know, he was imperious at the back, hobbling around in the second half. But there was there was no way he was going to go off. Do you know what I mean? He's not a player mm. that would that would cry wolf. He somehow battled through um, like you have to do in, in, in those games. But yeah, Gaza was the spark and he got the ball out wide, um, crossed it in and Lineker made this terrible hashed attempt, sort of swivel volley and he sort of fell over and the ball kind of spun off his foot to Paul Stewart, who's, yeah. who's standing in the middle. And he kind of half scuffed it as well. And yeah. then it deflected under under some defender's body and, and screwed into the bottom corner and everyone went crazy. And you just sort of felt, even though it was a dreadful, dreadful game, it was never going to appear on any top 10 compilations of goals that season, that's for sure. But it, but it was a very important goal because of the circumstances, how difficult the conditions were. We should have scored again. Um, shortly after, Gaza, um, he took the ball wide and, and crossed it for, for Lineker. And, and the keeper had come out and it was literally an open goal. And Lineker, all he had to do was just literally pop his head on it and it was in the back of the net. And he, and he, and he headed it wide. And everyone was like, perhaps it was the wind. Yeah. Well, I mean, Eric Torsvet <laughs> talks. We had Eric Torsvet very luckily. We've had him on the show a couple of times. The last time we had him, we, we did a show in Madrid before the Champions League final. And he very graciously 
because he's like the Gary Lineker of Norwegian television. He's 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 big. Uh, <laughs> he? He's a big 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 name now in Norwegian football TV. And he he, he uh, we talked about this game, and he said he took a goal kick, and it literally blew nearly blew back, back. into the goal. Yeah. He said it was crazy. Well, look, the second clip I think was literally <laughs> the very next round, and I remember this one avidly again. Another tough game against a lower league team. It was always a bit naughty at Portsmouth as well. I remember this. And again, we were struggling in this one. I think we were goal down. And then Gaza, literally like he did on so many of these games, this cut run, took the game by the scruff of his neck. Let's remind ourselves of Gaza in that game, Pompey away, FA Cup 1991. Gascoigne against Cool. Now Thomas. Gascoigne runs on. Two to the right for Thomas as well. Allen is one of them. Here's Samways. Now it's Allen. Gascoigne, yes! Spurs have equalised! Forward by Vanden Howe, Gascoigne! It's still Gascoigne! It's brilliant! It's absolutely brilliant! Great memories of this one. Why did this one go in? Yeah, I think because... It, because of Gascoigne, really, again, of, of him basically turning the game around for us single-handedly. Um, I mean, his cross had obviously led to, to Paul Stewart's goal in, 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 the, in the previous round. But this game was tough. As you say, we went 1-0 down and the pitch was muddy. And, you know, it was going to be, you just had a feel, oh, God, it's going to be one of those games. But the equaliser was actually a really, really beautiful move, started by him. Uh, involving uh, Mitchell Thomas, of all yeah. people, um, and Paul Allen, who, who clipped in a, a lovely cross into the box, and Gaza arriving out of nowhere to kind of Rose power like his header. Yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant header. But then the winner uh, to take us 2-1 up uh, into the next round was 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 just typical Gascoigne, you know, breaking breaking through the middle of the park, tricking his way through a couple of defenders and then slotting it home. And uh, it just, you know, after what had happened at Blackpool and then, you know, two, two difficult away games, right? You know, Blackpool mm. away and Portsmouth. Those games that we would probably lose to, today. Um, but Gascoigne, again, he just pulled us through those games. Mm. And it was, it just felt like, hmm, maybe we're onto something here. Very special night. Well, we kind of all thought that. And then obviously there was other games. And then your third choice, which is in most people's top 10 pick, and rightly so. And a game I think only the very, very optimistic or very drunk Tottenham fan thought we'd get anything from. They were going for the double. The first FA Cup semi-final at Wembley Stadium. And then, I mean, I've said this a thousand times to show, and I hope I say it another thousand times. This moment happened with Paul Gascoigne. Mavrit has gone forward with Stewart to the right, Lineker and Howes to the left. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Brilliant! That is schoolboy's own stuff. Oh, I bet even he can't believe it. Is there anything left from this man to surprise us? That was one of the finest free kicks that this stadium has ever seen. Seaman got his hands, couldn't hold. Spurs have the lead. Paul Gascoigne, the scorer. What are your memories of this game, going to the game, the way you're feeling, who you went with, and then this moment? 
Okay, well, well, this is going to be an unusual one, and probably um, you'll you'll chastise me for having it in there, seeing as I actually wasn't there. Right. So I was on tour with my band. Um, I, you know, thankfully, I've managed to see the, the cup final. This was still the Cotto Twins in 91, wasn't it? Yes, correct. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I was on tour with, with my band. We just had an album out called Heaven of Las Vegas, which ultimately proved to be a, 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 one of our most successful records. We were on tour pretty much from October in 1990 through till Christmas, and then again from March until middle of April 91. So I was able to go to the Blackpool game, the Portsmouth game, and, and Notts County. Right. Uh, then agonisingly, I had to miss this semi-final. Wow. Now, I was in Argentina, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I listened to the game on an 0800 number. Oh, my on God. My, on my hotel phone. No, no mobile phones yet. Remember, there were no mobile phones at this no. point. No. Was this bill going straight to the record company? It, it cost me, well, no, 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 no. It cost me most of my tour wages. That, I definitely oh remember that. Oh, my God. And it was very, very surreal listening to it all that way. Uh, seven and a half thousand That's miles away, you know, e- eating breakfast in my hotel room. You on couldn't a Sunday find BBC morning. World Service. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't have a radio. No, <laughs> uh, I couldn't. I never no apps in those days. This was the only way to listen to it that I could work out. You had to call the eight hundred number, and there was like some some commentary. I don't think it was the BBC commentary. It was just like some Spurs yeah. club commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's extraordinary. Oh, at, least, man, least, at least the goal came early. Did you listen <laughs> yeah. to the whole ninety minutes on it? Yeah, I listened to the whole 90 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And it, I, think it was, I think it was about 375 quid was the, was wow. the bill. Maybe wow. more. But, I mean, it was worth it, right? Because, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I you know, watched, watched it back a million times. It's probably one of the greatest FA Cup goals of all time. You what's know, so, equal, what, what's yeah. so funny just thinking? Because, obviously, that Barry Davis, oh, I say scoreboard's <laughs> own stuff. Oh, it's so well known. And I think you must have been... The only person listening live to the Tottenham club call. You must have made all that money from that game. They would have come in on Monday and said, how did club call to us? So anyone want... Actually, some a, a, a number from Argentina. It's the only number, only person listening to the whole game from Argentina. Well, and that was you. That, that, yeah, talking about that commentary, though, because when I got back, uh, together with Mickey and Russell from Moose and Chris from Moose, uh, sorry, Chris from Lush, we we made a we, we released a song that came out on a flexi disc that was given away with the Spurs magazine uh, that was called David C and David C will be, will be very disappointed about wow. that which was part of of uh, either John Motson or Barry Davis Barry Davis I think it was was, it was. was part of his commentary and went, oh and David Seaman will be very upset about that and we, we just sampled that and we basically Ooh. wrote this kind of like little shoegaze tune and it came out on a flexi disc. Is, this song, is this song available on an MP3 now? <laughs> is it still available? <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah, it's probably on YouTube. I haven't had a look, to be fair. Really? Not one of, not well, one of give us the name of the game because yeah. everyone's now going to be searching it, for it, it. It's by The Lilies. We create, we called ourselves oh, The Lilies. I, I remember when it came out. <laughs> I remember when it came out because I went to the Spur or whatever was going yeah. I went to their party after this game. Yeah. Well, after or pre the final, because I had that yeah. great, I had that break uh, shirt with Gascoigne celebrating, and uh, we beat the scum three <laughs> one on it or something like that. I do remember yeah. this. The yeah. Lilies. I've got, I've got, I've still got the Lilies T-shirt. We had a t- load of T-shirts made up with the with the, the commentary on the back and wow. the Lilies on the front. Um, still got, I still got a couple in the house. I don't know. How, I don't think I've got a flexi disc. I mean, not that you could ever play flexi disc anyway. They were just more of a gimmick than a than an audio wow. experience. But um, what a crazy time that was, right? You know, with the the IRA in full force and 
you know, I just remember walking up to White Hart Lane um, well, for the semi-final of the League Cup the next year and, and getting locked out, you know, due to a bomb scare that was there. I think we lost to 2-1 to, to, to in that in that game and, and Forrest uh, and Roy King went on, went on to score, get the winner to get revenge on us for that 91 Cup. So yeah. but that whole thing with the Spur magazine, the Venable Sugar thing, yeah. it, it, was, it was an incredible time to be a Spurs fan for sure. It was, it was, and and you know, you know, Gaza was was extraordinary right up to the bizarre injury uh, in the final. <laughs> we're going to jump yeah, through. Sure. A, yeah. We're going to jump through a few years, and probably after Gaza, thinking about it, this was the next player that came on the scene that had cult like status. We couldn't believe that we got him, uh, and this game. Uh, I'm really <laughs> glad this is in in your top ten because this was an extraordinary moment. I'm talking, of course, Jurgen Klinsmann. And let's listen to that incredible opening game of the 1994 season. Away to Sheffield Wednesday. A bizarre game of football that we won 4-3. The beginning of the famous five. But this bullet header will go down in Tottenham folklore. Let's listen to it now. Now here's Anderton with the cross. Klinsmann's free! And he's marked his debut with a goal! Jürgen Klinsmann does it! <laughs> well, they joke about the diving... That one is perfectly legitimate, and so too was this header. Pulled away from Walker, and it was a terrific finish. This is a, why did this one go in, Jurgen? Well, yeah, as you, as, you, as you rightly alluded to before the clip, you know, um, the, dream, the dream team, the famous five, mm. uh, Ozzy Ardiles coming in as manager, um, had been such a turbulent period with, yeah. with Venables and Sugar, and then, and then Ozzy coming in and, and you know, choosing to play in the way that we played. I guess my abiding memories of this game was, was just like the excitement of having bought a player like Klinsman, the euphoria at the end, the, the excitement on the drive on the way up. I know Ozzy had famously said something along the lines of, you know, as long as, as long as we score more than we concede, it, yeah. it, it, will, all, it will all be fine. Which, which is pretty which much is what all... happened in a lot of these games. Yeah, it sounds simple enough, doesn't it? But when your defenders, which they were in that game, uh, David Kerslake and Stuart Nethercott, you know, you, no disrespect intended, but you're going to need your strikers to be amazing every single match. And like, they weren't always. But mm. back to this game, you know, what a way to start to start a season and a new career in a new country. Remember, it, he was coming off this kind of like... Uh, the World Cup. The World Cup where everyone was calling him a diver and... Mm -hmm. You know, first match of the season, 94, away, to, away at Hillsborough, Anderson, Sheringham, um, Klinsman and Barnby. Uh, Teddy opened the scoring, I think, um, after a cross fr from Darren and Anderson. And then, and then Anderson got the second uh, 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 with a pass back from Sheringham. And then, and then Wednesday drew level 2-2. Yeah, kept going um, backwards and forwards. Yeah, it's kept going backwards and forwards. And then, and then I remember Nicky Barby. What, what a lovely player he Great was player. that, no, that yeah. year. Great player. Scored a beautiful goal. Ran through the middle. Possibly should have passed it to Klinsman, who was on his left. But he just clipped this lovely little chip over the keeper. And um, that, we were back in front. And then a lovely move um, that led to Klinsman's goal. And, yeah, lovely And cross. the iconic celebration with Darren crossing from the right mm. over the top of a couple of defenders. He swiveled his neck powerfully and fired ahead of past the keeper to put us 4-2 up. And then the dive celebration. Well, it's, it's iconic, isn't it? Unforgettable. It iconic. Slightly, slightly nervy end, though, 
Because I remember David Hurst, yeah, scored an absolute blinder. Yes, from outside he did. The there box. was another good game. You're right. Another good You're goal. Right. Um, but yeah, what a what a start to the season, and it really was very very memorable moment for me. Absolutely. And then we go uh, your, your next <laughs> clip. Same player, uh, just over a year on. We're now we're now <laughs> onto Joe Francis. Aussie our dealers obviously eventually got sacked because uh, we, we couldn't defend. And and I mean this season is sort of bittersweet. This mem this their memories for me is bittersweet because we didn't go on to do what we should have done and lift the bloody thing. I'm talking. This is the FA Cup quarterfinal at Anfield again. What a memory! I'm so glad you, you mentioned it. We won two one. Let's listen to both goals. Teddy Sheringham and then the winner in the dying minutes again from Jurgen Klinsmann. Powell's looking for Klinsmann. He's got two defenders, he's sharing them. Oh, what a goal! What a reply by Tottenham and Teddy Sheringham. Right on half-time, they're back in it. Jürgen Klinsmann supplied the pass, but what a marvellous finish with the inside of the foot by Teddy Sheringham. Great technical skill, Klinsmann, great awareness, and just look at the way he picked his spot, right in the angle. Anderson got it back in. Oh, and his Klinsman for a great chance. It's Klinsman for Tottenham. And he's got it with two minutes to go. Jerry Francis celebrating. Spurs have taken the lead for the first time in the tie. And Jurgen Klinsman is the hero again. The flick on by Sheringham has got him clear from a tricky angle, a lovely finish into the corner. Watch Sheringham number 10. He just edges the ball on. Ruddock's beaten. So is Jones. Klinsman's in and he curls it away. This was quite an away day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, you know, seeing as we started the season banned from the FA Cup because um, of the financial irregularities, yeah. uh, kind of remarkable that we were there at all. Um, yeah, so Jerry Francis now managing the club after the Ardiles experiment had kind of spectacularly failed. Um, Wardy loses job just after the Notts County game, I think, when they mm. beat 3-0 three, three in the League Cup. Yeah. Um, the FA Cup just, I don't know, it just seemed like some light relief from all the other stuff. And winning away at Anfield was not something that was easily achievable. Well, wretched um, record there. And obviously, don't forget, in, in earlier rounds, there was an extraordinary game at Southampton when we were 2-0 down and, and Rocket Ronnie came on. Yeah. Uh, and and turn that around. Was it four goals? Uh, four goals I mean, it was yeah. a bizarre cut run. But this was <laughs> to 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 go to Anfield and to do them with two beautiful goals and Sheringham and Klinsman working so well, setting each other up. Was, was just yeah, and, and also being and also being one nil down. Yes, um, is is unusual to 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 get a win away when you when you start the game one nil down. So yeah, it was amazing, and it, it, I suppose it's just sort of like like a lot of things for Spurs fans. It just sort of encapsulates the the crazy up and down nature of uh, of our supporting the team. You know, a horrid day at Ellen Road followed after being hammered what was it 4-1 um, I remember going up yeah. to that game I was so sure we were going to win we all did and, and um, you know it's made worse for me because the fact that my wife my ex-wife now um, was, a, was a staunch Evertonian oh. um, so that week was very very tense in the Raymond household so I, I like to look back at the uh, at the Klinsman Liverpool game 
as you know a, a bit of light relief in in that season when when it didn't end well at all. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's go to a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to be doing your final five of top ten Tottenham. Back in one minute. And we're back for the break. Uh, don't forget, uh, during this close season, you can still get a daily Spurs show. Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show for daily news show, uh, other ex-player interviews to support the show in the process. Uh, you can now sign up again for next season's monthly live shows that we do in London. Go to season.spurshow.net. Still a tenner a month. Gets two of you in for every event. And they're kicking off again in September. Get on that. And again, if you click the link to the description of this pod, we've got some beautiful new merchandise, some lovely uh, Adele sort of Panini sticker Spurs shirt, one of Bob Marley in a Spurs shirt from 1981. Uh, beautiful new designs, Homin Sun as well, and Antonio Conte uh, with a sort of Italian job style T-shirt. Go and check them out and look wonderful on the beach this summer. Right, back to Simon Raymond's beautiful top 10 Tottenham. Again, another one that was certainly, when we did lockdown, certainly was in a lot of people's, one of the greatest goals they saw at Tottenham. Hasn't, I don't think, been anyone's top 10 Tottenham. I was there this night at Oakwell, yeah. 1991. Again, FA Cup quarterfinal against Barnsley. And David Ginola got the ball and did this. Ginola. Look at this run by Ginola. Oh, that's a fantastic goal. Another outstanding strike by Ginola. He's taken on the entire Barnsley defence and left them all standing as Tottenham head for the semi-finals of the FA Cup. He's been threatening to do that all night. He's been... So heavily shackled by the Barnsley defence. Just look at this. That has to be one of the goals of the season. He just saves them for the FA Cup, doesn't he? He just glided past everybody. And Ginola answers his critics in the best way possible. Why has this got in your top ten? Well, me and my friends two of whom I, I still sit with all these years later at, at, at Tottenham now. Um, we were sitting, standing, I can't remember, probably sitting, right behind Ginola in that front row on, on yeah. the left wing when he picked that ball up before heading off on that incredible Maisie run, you know, th through the Barnsley defence. And I remember it so well, obviously because it was an extraordinary goal, yeah, um, it's a horrible, so I remember it was a horrible night going up yeah. the Barnsley a long way, and oh, it was a big game, quarter final, all that. It, for memory, it wasn't a great game, and he just—it was almost like he just went, "Oh fuck it," and yeah. got the ball and just did it. I mean, that was beautiful about this goal. And what was so beautiful is that Judy Layton, who is one of my mates, who as I sat with, she was actually on the back page of the Sun in the morning because the photo of the celebration had her had her face in it. So oh, wow. after he scored. He, he ran, he took it, you'll remember, he took his yeah. shirt off and just had this like had white vest. vest on underneath. Yeah. yeah. He ran all, all the way Old man's back. vest. Yeah, 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 like a wife beater. And he went all <laughs> the way back to the place where he picked yeah. the ball up, right where we were all jumping up and down. And I guess the photographer just 
captured that moment and then it was on the back page of the, the newspapers in the morning and she was right there so it wow. just always reminds me of that great 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 moment and and from a you know from a wonderful spurs player ginola one of my favorites i think i think for memory i was behind the goal that night if, if i get the option i always i love to sit on the side home and away if i get seat on the side even if it's a away ticket but i was behind the goal and i remember afterwards we were kept in you know, when they they don't let it, we're kept in, and and they start the the Barnsley fans started coining us. I'll never forget it. I got one right right in the corner oh. of my eye, oh. um, and I remember there was a bit of a police escort and all that. But we were so delirious, it didn't didn't matter because we we knew we'd seen a moment of magic. And do you know, yeah. there was a game against Leeds. I mean, there was obviously we saw. I think he won the Player of the Year that uh, season in yeah, what was quite an average side. Uh, obviously, uh, that season we we didn't win the FA Cup. I think we lost to Arsenal game. But we, I think we did go on. Was it that season we went on to win the League Cup? I think it was under Graham. Um, so that's a great one. Then your next memory. We're jumping forward a bit, and we've had this. I know at least once. Uh, a wonderful moment. Again, we forget how long it had been since we've beaten this lot. I'm talking about 2006, White Hart Lane, Tottenham v Chelsea, and Aaron Lennon, little Aaron Lennon. Did this. Tough character, the Dutchman. You don't get around him easily, but he has with a great bit of skill. And Lennon with a chance. Will this finally be Tottenham's day? 16 young years they've waited to beat Chelsea. Is the wait over? I wonder. Brilliant finish from little Aaron Lennon, who hasn't seen an awful lot of the ball, but he had the presence of mind and the composure to tuck that one past Hilario and put Tottenham in front. Why did this one go in there, Simon? Well, it's a big memory, this one. Sunday, yeah. 5th of November, fireworks night. I'd set off the lane and, and, and promising my kids a special fireworks party in the garden when I got back. But, right. Quite late you know. for a firework party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was a Sunday afternoon oh, okay. game, wasn't it? Well, yes, um, you're right. It was Sunday afternoon. And you don't want to have fireworks during, during the daytime, do you? No. You, want to have no, you don't night. see the majesty <laughs> of so, standard uh, or uh, Brock fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Brock's, that's definitely true. Um, yeah, playing Chelsea was, has had been, a, you know, for most of my adult life anyway, a total nightmare. And I'd lived around that area, around Earlscourt and Fulham for quite a long time. And our home record, as you mentioned, was appalling the last time we'd won was i think 1987 at the lane wow. when nico Kleisen scored and then aaron then would have been about six months old then so mm. so that shows you you know how long it was i think 16 years uh until we we we, we beat them to beat them on this night um inevitable start to the game makaloli scoring right. and this is a, this was a jo- this was a jose Mourinho chelsea as well, exactly uh, you know, they were staring down the barrel of yet another defeat. But I think, as, as we'll talk about the, the goal in a second, but I think we have to take a hat off to Martin Yol here because his technical, tactical switch against the maestro of uh, at the time of, of Mourinho was as much to, you know, was as much the reason we won than the, the, the Lennon goal. Getting over a one on him must have felt very sweet for him. He, he switched to a 4 5 1. Um, putting Aaron Lennon out on the right and, and, and Robbie Keane mm. on the left and playing Berbatov down through the middle. Um, I remember Michael Dawson got the equaliser. That's right. His first goal for the club. That's right. Um, and then Lennon's 
believe it or not, was only his second goal for the club after wow. like 149 games. I know that's crazy. So wow. he was well due a due a goal. Um, but it was horrible, horrible second half because he scored quite early. He scored about the 50th minute or something like that. Mm. So, you know, you've got this... Now you're know, 40, 40 minutes of just hanging on. And, and Chelsea were not bad at all. They played really Great. well. They had an Terry, amazing didn't Terry team. get they sent had... off in this game? Yeah, he did. He did, which, of course, was a wonderful moment yeah. of delirium, delirium for everyone. But, you know, they had uh, Aaron Robin. They had uh, oh. Michael Ballack. I think Robin uh, hit the post near the end from memory. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, they had SEN, Drogba, Lampard, Ashley Cole, superstars throughout the team. But yeah. we battled and we fought for everything. And we all know, you know, how White Hart Lane can feel when when our players do that. So, yeah, John, John Terry getting sent off at the end was was definitely uh, uh, sent us all home in, in sort of delirious disbelief, really. Hope springs eternal, you know, after 16 years. The spring was close to being bone dry. I think it was more than 16 years. Was it like 30 years? I think I it was. Think we so. hadn't, the last time we won at Stamford Bridge was 1990. Lineker scored. But I don't yeah, that's think... 16 years. Was it? This was 2006. Six. Okay. All right, yes, my math is awful. <laughs> there we are. You're quite right. Still, uh, 16 years is a long time. It well, was, it was, was a know, long time. It was obviously 87 from when we... It was it was nineteen years from when we uh, yeah. uh, uh, beat them at the White Hart, at White Hart Lane. So that's you know just crazy amount of time. Yeah, and then your next one again, probably before at the time this game, I would say when it happened, maybe usurped since then, maybe the Arsenal game even this season. This to me was the greatest night. At the lane, a night game. I know fans of a certain age always say Gornick, Benfica. But for me in my age group, this yeah. was there. And a lot of people in the top 10 Tottenham, have rightly so, put the first game uh, that we actually lost. But this second one, we all remember it was Taxi for Mycon. Of course, I'm talking about November 2010. We faced Inter Milan at Tottenham. We beat them 3-1. And Gareth Bale was imperious. Let's listen to some moments now. 21. Mycon couldn't get close to Gareth Bale, and it's in again. It's Crouch again, but it's not going to count. It's Kapoor doing the organising back there for Tottenham, and Gareth Bale's away again, flying forward, looked over his shoulder. Pandiachenko, there to plunder, there to make certain a victory. Gareth Bale comes to the fore once again. Inter were threatening at the other end, but then Bale really upping the pace. Well, that's what Bale is all about. And Pavlyuchenko sweeping it home with aplomb. Tottenham three, Inter one. Why did this one go in there? This this was an extraordinary glory, glory night, wasn't it? 
Yeah, as you said there, well, definitely one of the best nights I've ever had uh, as a Spurs fan. And uh, there with my son, it was, you know, incredibly special. You could pick the first game, uh, the away game, of course. Yeah. You could do a whole show about that game. You know, to, to, to manufacture that comeback was extraordinary. But Harry Redknapp against Rafa Benitez, interesting challenge right there. The away leg was crazy. But the days leading up to this game, because of that comeback, it gave us belief. You know what I mean? It, it, it felt like... And they were the reigning European in- champions. This wasn't a sort of... Into oh, Milan, yeah. that fame from players. glory. They were the holders. Yeah. They, were, they were amazing. And, and if Michael, if I knew if Michael was going to be playing, mm. I felt we had a chance. Mm. Looking at our team, so what did we have? We had like Bale, Huddleston, Aaron Lennon, scored the great last Ra- goal. Rafa van der Vaart, mm. Luka Modric, Peter Crouch. We knew we had a chance with Bale in the team in unplayable form, really, mm. was... It was it was a magical, magical night. I was worried about Etu before the game. Yes, he was just an incredible player. Yeah. But when Modric got the ball and danced past three players, slipped the ball through to Rafa van der Vaart, I just knew he was going to score. And it and the place just lifted off, didn't it? And then I think we missed back, a lot of chances this night. I remember Crouch missed, oh, absolute Crouch missed an absolute sitter. Yes. Bale went on one of those runs. Crouch slammed it wide didn't he he was like over yes. on the right wing he slammed it wide should have been 2-0 mm. but then Kudicini made yes. a brilliant save from, from Wesley Snyder I think it was from a free kick and um, and then Bale almost scored another wonder goal with a mm. with an overhead kick it was just back to back you know to and fro it was pretty crazy um, but then that run Bale leaving two players for dead spinning the ball cross for Crouch uh, it was just Unbelievable. And then, of course, Etu scored a really beautiful goal, uh, like bent it around the keeper. Mm. Uh, but you could just sense that, you know, there was no way Bale was going to have his night spoiled, you, you know. And from what, what, what must have been like the 20th time in a row, he went past the defence, crossed for pa- Pavlochenko. Oh. And I mean, Michael, they, they had to take him off. This is one of, one of the yeah. greatest fullbacks. He had to be hauled off because it was embarrassing. It was like watching a, a this was a great fullback. It was like watching a yeah. Sunday league play on Atney Marshes, who clearly should, shouldn't be playing any type of football. It was that 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 was the, the golf in class. Yeah, but they were putting two players on Bale, and it's, it yeah. wasn't having any effect. They took Mike on off and put put two players on him, and he'd still just. <laughs> it was just incredible to watch. Yeah. And then you know you if you know you were talking about off the seat players, players that get get you off your seat. You know for that. For a couple of years there, Bale was was just one of the best players in the world. No doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go with your penultimate uh, top 10 Tottenham now. And this is, rightly so, in everyone's, literally everyone's top 10. Uh, but I will never tire of saying, let's listen again <laughs> to those three goals in Amsterdam. Slip 
They're sliding. It's in. Lucas Moura with the hat-trick goal. Spurs are going to the Champions League final for the first time in their history. I do not believe it. Where were you this night? This is like your JFK moment for everyone. Where were you when this game happened? I was at home. Right. Standing in front of the television. <laughs> like, with, with probably out, like a yard by yourself, away from the By yourself, friends, yes, family? Yes, but I think my, my, my current wife, right. uh, who does support Spurs, thankfully, mm. um, she, she couldn't stand the tension. And she, she, was, she was upstairs uh, busying herself, keeping out of my way. Um, I mean, of course, this is going to be in everyone's top ten. It, it started very badly. I remember that with De Jong scoring, and then we did have a couple of great chances. Mm. Delhi Delhi had a really great game that night. Passed a beautiful th- ball through to to Sonny, who, who scuffed it. He should have scored. And then Tadic scored almost immediately afterwards. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, I just three down, I don't, three down. Don't feel good about this. And then and then and then and then. Um, I did fear the worst, right? Half time was was horrible. I just like I couldn't. I made probably my eighth cup of tea. Um, then second half started. Ericsson started playing beautifully, put in a lovely ball for Delhi, who ghosted in late from the left wing. He, he hit it very sweetly. Keeper made a good save, and I was like, ah, oh, this is just not going to happen. You know, you just get that yeah. feeling. But then it was. Was Deli Ali again who made another run through the through the middle, and I think it was quite a heavy touch as he as he got close to the uh, to the penalty area, and sort of Lucas took it off his yeah. feet and then, uh, you know, just passed it past the goalie, and then. But the even at that had... stage, Simon, even that <laughs> yeah, stage, no, watching I didn't think it, we were it was a bit like. Well, at least we're having a go. We're having yeah, a go. How you know? At least we whatever. It's, you know, because that's well, half time. We thought this is going to be a nightmare. That's none of us saw it. Even the second goal, which again, you 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 look at the second goal again, the quick feet and just finding that slight angle, that place, the one place you put it on the post to go in. Even then, you're like, I mean, I you know, no one. Yeah, but I I think I did have a moment there because because the ball had come through again. I think was it was it was Delhi. who crossed it, and Lorenzo, all he had to do was just side-foot yeah, it in, sitting. and he somehow he hit straight at the keeper, didn't he? Yeah, no, and the ball, the ball kind of bounced off, and, and yeah. Lucas did this bizarre kind of like, almost went away from the goal, spun around three players, and then yeah. scored this crazy goal. And at that point, I'm like, wow, this is, this is an incredible comeback. Well done, boys. At least you're making a fight of it. I, I agree with what you say there, but I, I don't know. I just felt the tide was turning a little bit. Um, and how did you react to the final <laughs> goal? Jump- oh, well, first of all, I, ju- I, I remember jumping up and down, just like, you know, mm. it's almost like out-of-body experience that yes. night. So, sort of a, something happens to your body mm. at moments of extreme euphoria that you don't recognise. And mm. I, I, I just felt like, could this really be happening? And I'll tell you what was crazy, because I remember screaming, because Tadic, who had a really great game that night, he, he passed the ball again through to... To to Zayat, yeah, who, who played well, and he screwed it just past the post. I don't mm-hmm. think Loris would have saved it no, if it had right. been on target. So it it felt like mm. a real let off. And then he, he hit the post, didn't he? Mm. The, uh, uh, Zayat hit the post, mm. and then Jan Vertonghen had two chances to score, 
up, 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 up our end yeah. and, and fluffed it. Mm. Um, he had a header that was saved and then a follow-up shot. So I was like, just my heart, I just felt like I'm probably going to die tonight just from the stress mm. of it all. Um, but then with pretty much the last kick of the game, uh, Delhi passed it through to, to Mora, who again hit it low past the keeper. And I just, I just remember sobbing uncontrollably yeah. with my body almost sort of convulsing doing very strange stuff that I didn't recognize at all it's funny you say that because I I was watching it with my father and you talk about out-of-body experience I reversed it to a six-year-old boy yeah. and when it went in I collapsed on the floor and that was years of supporting Tottenham the legs yeah. gave way and I turned into a child and I just went we did it we did it we did it yeah we did it <laughs> And my dad couldn't compute. The man is in his eighties, and he went, "Did what?" He couldn't understand. We did it. We've scored. We, this is it. We, he could. He, he'd watched yeah. the goal, but he, he couldn't take it in because it was such a surreal moment. That what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What us? What do you mean? We 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 what what? And and, and it was just ex- extraordinary. Easily, a moment it, that yeah. we were. All everyone listening to this will never forget no. where they were, who they were with, what they felt, what strange guttural animalistic noise might have come out of their body. It, it was just a moment that I don't think we'll ever I don't think we'll ever witness that that feeling and moment. Look, we're gonna please God, we're gonna have moments of celebrating extraordinary goals and moments. But I don't think we're gonna ex- ever experience in our lives a moment like that again. Easily the most intense emotional game of football I've ever watched at home. That's for sure. Yeah. I still get emotional. I still get emotional just thinking about it yeah. because it, even on commentary, Jermaine Genus, I think, was was the analysis was on that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. just couldn't get the words out. He was. You could tell he was sobbing, and I think knowing that he was as cut up as we were was was beautiful. But yeah, incredible, credible, credible moments. It really was. And now you know we're, we're jumping forward. Uh, I oh, know we're going back. Sorry, we're going. So I, I, did, I did the order wrong here. Never mind. That that was the uh, combination. <laughs> but I, I, I've, I've written. Well, who cares? Because get goals against the Woolwich always lovely. Your final pick. <laughs> although I have gone back, but that's my error. Never mind. Apologies at home. But again, you talk about moments of eruption and going fucking nuts. This was up there. Harry Kane, March two thousand and sixteen, against. The Woolwich Wanderers. They've certainly got to dig in and weather the storm, haven't they? Here's Harry Kane. Kane goes for oh, What a goal from Harry Kane! Cometh the hour, cometh the man for Tottenham, and he's never hit one better than that. A goal this was. Ball played over, he's onside. Fair Mertesacker doesn't deal with it, thinks it's going to run out. Look how well Deli Ali does. Little flick. Harry Kane's onto it, doesn't get closed down. But he just does that instead, sticks it right in the top corner. Low to bend, there's been a no chance. Glenn, you'd have been proud of that. Oh, fantastic goal. He uses Gabriel as almost like a mannequin on the training ground. He bends it around and there's no goalkeeper in the world going to save that. What a goal and what a time to do it. Harry Kane, take a bow. 
What was your moment? Presumably you were at this match. Yeah, I was at the game with my son. And I mean, this game sort of encapsulates encapsulates what it's like to support Spurs, doesn't it? Mm. Moments of, of, of great euphoria, swift, swiftly followed by chastening agony. You know, I think with so many chances to win the league that season, um, I look back on it, not, not just the awful conclusion, the 5-1 to Newcastle on the last game of the season, but also we lost West Ham at home uh, just, to, just before this game. And then drawing this match after getting back in front against 10 men, only for Sanchez to equalise, it, it felt like a massive loss. But that shows, in a way, how far we've come under Pochettino. And, I, and I'll try and look at it like this game is memorable because we will, no matter how badly that season finished, we'll always have that goal. Mm. And as you say, scoring, as Harry often does, as Harry always does against Woolwich, it, you can't score a goal from that angle. It, it's no. not possible. So, so the skill it took to just curl it in from literally by the corner plows, corner plow, corner plow. I, 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 I sat in the, uh, for many years still do, the West Stand. So I was kind of, not directly behind, but I was certainly on that side to see him, to see that shot and the ball swerve around Ospina's uh, outstretched hand. And the place absolutely yeah. erupted because <laughs> we all knew, obviously now we're 2-1 against them. I mean, if it was a hit someone's arse and going in, we would have gone nuts. But we all knew at that moment we had witnessed one of the greatest goals White Hart Lane ever saw. Because we did. It It, it was. It was up there, one of the greatest goals I've ever ever seen, I think. Yeah, and even if it was only for a few minutes, Mm. we were, for those few minutes, very much in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That could be a title of a new song of yours. (laughs) For a few minutes, we're in in heaven. You know, and you get a free mask. you get a free mask with, with the plexi disc. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a small, more one for Morrissey, perhaps, than, than me. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like a Morrissey song. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dear. That's lovely. That's lovely. Look, Simon, thank you so much for your time. And I oh, know, it's very, I know it's very, very tough to whittle down 10 moments of supporting Tottenham that, that meant something to you. But there are some beauties in there. And and, yeah, and your fun. your memory, your memory for uh, moments uh, stuff. You know, most musicians have no type of memory left, but for you to to remember the minutiae of certain goals and people we played against, uh, to remember people that played for for Blackpool back in nineteen ninety one, is is well, it's because I it's slightly it's slightly worrying. It's because I stopped drinking and smoking so early. So my right. brain still works quite well. My memory is decent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And, and, and tell our listeners what's coming up for you and your wonderful record label this summer. Presumably lots of summer festivals uh, yes, you'll be attending. Summer festivals. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a massive festival goer. I like the smaller no. ones like End of the mm. Road or Green Man. Actually, yeah. we've got a beautiful one out in Sicily in August, which I'm very excited about because it's in a medieval castle with, oh, a flaming, wow. with a flaming lips headlining and about four or five other other of our bands because it's our 25th anniversary this year as a label. So we're sort wow. of celebrating it in style at, at this castle in, in Sicily, which is How lovely. just crazy. I'm so I was in Sicily a few years ago and had some wonderful meals. They certainly know how to cook. They certainly know how to cook. 
you know. Yeah. And as a as a as a fellow Jew, it's it's very important what we eat. It is super uh, important. Hence, I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of the big festival because the food is filth. So I'm glad you've <laughs> you, you 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 found a festival that that's going to be equally as good in a culinary yeah. way as it will musically. That's beautiful. Most certainly. Most Lovely. certainly. Simon, thank right, you Mike, so thank much. You. We'll see you next season on the Spurs show. Until then, for everyone listening at home, come you Spurs! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.